Same thing. Okay, so we are going to be talking about Miss Marvel season finale. Season finale, not series finale as Disney Plus showed. So I rewatched it today. I watched it the first time yesterday, which was Wednesday the 13th. Um, June 13th. No, not June, July 13th. But I took some notes. They're all in order. So we're going to go through them and that's where we're going to start off. Um, let's just, let's just start off. Okay, I wrote non-lethal, not dead. So, her name is Deaver. That's the, the woman agent who is kind of controlling the whole operation. And she said, non-lethal, I don't want them dead. Which, at this point, she was talking about Kamran. And, you know, he exploded the, uh, Circle Q store. Um, Kamran's powers are very similar to the comic version of him which is pretty cool. It's kind of confusing on how, I mean, like, why his powers are still out of control. And even in the end, it's kind of confusing as well. I don't know if we're going to get any more explanation or if it's just going to be kind of left like that. Kamala stress eat a euro. Uh, and I wrote Kamala's eyes. Many people stress eat. I don't stress eat, but... Or maybe I do sometimes. Who knows? Muniba, her mom is very excited whenever Kamala was going to make an announcement to the family. She was just very excited. She's like, come on, like, hurry it up. And Abu was all like, oh, yes, yes. And she's like, you already knew. You all knew. Oh, come on. They were all so excited and happy. And there's a, like, parallel of in the beginning, they didn't really trust her. And now they completely trust her. And then we get the title card, and the final title card that shows Ms. Marvel and, like, her cosmic powers is just beautiful. And then we get her getting her costume, which is amazing that we get pretty much the whole episode of her in her costume. Just getting the costume from her mom is, it's just, it's very sweet. And her mom got everything from Kamala, I mean... Kamala got the masks from Bruno, um, and Kamala's mom got the idea of the symbol from her necklace. And then we have Kamala walking across Jersey City in her costume, and she waited for the green light, like a good citizen. And we get... Oh, okay, so then we have damage control entering the mosque. They walked in with their shoes, and before they... Before Deaver can even ask for their IDs, they were like, oh, or IDs. She's like, IDs. Oh, okay. I mean, I, that's normal for people, especially if you're in a mosque. That's normal, especially since they've already hap- had it happen before with the damage control. So, good job, Nakia. We have... Oh, he made a quote. I'm not even concerned if God is on my side as long as I am on his side, for God is always right. And she's like, I don't have time for Quranic quotes. And he's like, that was Abraham Lincoln. That was just hilarious. She's like, oh my god. That's just the way her face was like, oh. Mm. Okay. And then we have the ongoing joke of using the baseball caps as a disguise in the MCU. We've seen it from, I, I'm pretty sure Tony did it at one point. 
and Iron Man, yes, and Iron Man 3, he did it whenever the Mandarin, Mandarin, in quotation marks, um, blew up his Malibu house, and then we had it in the Winter Soldier, uh, we had it in Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and we've had it in other movies too, but yes, the baseball caps is an ongoing joke because it's not really a disguise. Scott made that very apparent whenever he's like, this is not a disguise, so... Yeah, and then we finally get Kamala in her suit whenever she comes and she sees Bruno and Kamran. She, it, it looks so good. So good. It was just so realistic, like comic accurate. It was so good. And then they go to the high school and then you see Bruno looking out and like damage control is here. Like the fact that damage control would go to a high school is... Like, b- unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just because, like, I-, I think it's the one of the, for me, I think it was the reason why they've had the, some viewers might find this disturbing. We had that card as well in uh, Obi-Wan. Uh, and that was because Anakin was killing younglings. But for this, I think it was because you had damper control attacking teenagers. Yeah. And then her brother Amir came to watch out for her, which I found very funny because it's just like, oh, mom told me to come. And she's like, I don't need a babysitter. The the guns part of where the damage control got their guns is a bit confusing. They were very weird, but they almost in a way looked familiar. So I'll get to that in a second. I wrote Diva is ah! <laughs> and then she called for additional units even after she was told to call it off. And then, okay, here's where it is. Upon my second watch, which I just finished, the weaponry looks similar to what the Vulture stole in Homecoming. Like, whenever he was doing those, like, stealing from those weapon steals, and he was kind of stealing their Shatari uh, tech, I thought it maybe looked similar, or it kind of almost looks like old shield tech, like in the Avengers, and... Cap or Steve found out and he was like what are you doing and Nick Fury's like I we have to do what we can because this is the dangerous world we live in and that's made apparent because the god fell out of the sky you know obviously making it you know pointing at Thor like a god fell out of the sky we have Captain America we have Iron Man we have you know <laughs> Hawkeye and Natasha so I don't know Maybe I'm wrong, but those those weapons have something familiar about them, but we also don't know where they came from. Maybe they're Stark Tech. I don't think they're Stark Tech. That drone that we saw in the first episode was definitely Stark Tech, but I don't think the guns are Stark Tech. The speaker, when Damage Control came in, I realized was almost similar to the one Valkyrie had in Thor Love and Thunder. You can see it in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler if you have not seen the movie yet. The chase scene as a whole was very, very fun to watch, and it still is. Then we also got elephant toothpaste. I can't believe that Kamala and Bruno actually made elephant toothpaste, and then it took down the agents. And then we have Kamala and Kamran. They're gonna kiss, and I'm kind of glad Bruno came in, because I really don't want them together. I'd rather have Kamala with... The Red Dagger guy. That's my opinion because Kamran is actually a villain, which we kind of see progress as the show goes on. I like, okay, so then we kind of go on and Kamran kind of battles his darkness 
And that's similar to the comics, especially when he brought the lockers down on the agents and Kamala stopped him. I thought that was very, com- like, kind of brought out the comic similarities of how they're enemies. Although they're both inhumans, he wanted to kill all non-inhumans, you know, basically kill all humans. Kamala's like, no. And then we have them outside, and they were attacked by, like, a salt, bigger sonic pulse. And the way... Kamala's dad just yelled beta like it was just so sad and I just want to say that whenever she just looked at her hands and said biggin ah (laughs) it was so good so good me and my brother were very very excited because we did not think we were gonna get in biggin we got in biggin we got in biggin I cannot believe we got in biggin it I, I can't really describe how happy I am that we got in Biggin. We got to see her in Biggin for that long of a time. Like, it's so good. And then, okay, we're going to move on from Biggin. We see the difference between her and Conron. Her saying, are you okay to those damage control agents when she broke the car? And him not caring, you know, when he was kicking the agents. Whenever he was just hitting them as hard as he could. Not even caring about Bruno, Nakia, Zoe, and Amir in the car. And then when she saved the car that Cam run through, and then her doing her peace sign was adorable. I'm still confused as to what was happening to Kamran. My I think my brother had said that maybe he was opening the veil, and I, oh, and I thought he might have been possessed by his mother. I, I think it maybe could go either way, but I'm not entirely sure which way it is. It's very confusing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. I don't know if it's... Yeah, because it's kind of weird that Kamala needs the bangle, but he doesn't. So, maybe Kamala actually doesn't need the bangle, which we will get to later. And then whenever Kamran left... Yeah, Kamran left. And then we have Kamala being surrounded by all the people. That was a parallel to Spider-Man 2. When the citizens were protecting Peter or Spider-Man after the train. And I kind of realized, oh, it could also be a Supergirl parallel of Season 1, Episode 18. Where Barry first first met Kara and the people of National City gathered around Supergirl to protect her. But it's obviously the Spider-Man reference of them protecting him after he you know stopped the train so that's that's obviously the reference but I thought it was similar to that Supergirl episode but yeah it's obviously the former it's Spider-Man 2 reference which is the movie with Doc Ock and not Green Goblin where Diva gets fired I was very happy I thought the guy was gonna be like hmm like, I don't know something about the guy I thought he would have been like very happy by her work but instead he fired her so that was a twist. When Kamala looked into the mirror, and I, it was just, a, again, a beautiful scene. She looked into the mirror and realized that she's her own hero. And, she's, and I said that she's not a watered-down version of Carol Danvers, which I think maybe some people thought she might be because she had all the Carol Danvers posters. There were so many Carol Danver like, references in her clothing but I think it was great that she looked into the mirror and she saw herself, you know, her own hero. And she's not Carol Danvers, she's herself. She's Kamala Khan. And then we have a wonderful quote by her dad 
if you save one life, you save the world, which is a great quote from the comics. It, he has so many great quotes, if you don't know. Like, you know, Spider-Man has the one, with great power comes great responsibility, but Kamala's dad and even her mom have some of the best quotes in the Marvel comics. And then we have, ah, this is great, he was explaining to her how she got the name Kamala. So Kamal in Arabic means perfect, and in Urdu it means wonder, or marvel. And she was like, I have the same name as Carol freaking Danvers. And he was like, your own little Miss Marvel. And oh! That was another part when me and my brother were like, yes, yes, yes. So yeah, it was very exciting. And then we got her running out and him just being like, oh, that's my girl. She was sitting on the lamppost. It was very comic perfection. And then, oh, and then here we go. And then it's one week later. Bruno's going to Caltech. And then we have him saying, there's something different about your genes. It's almost like a, like a mutation. And it's just like, like a mutation. A mutation. You could have said, like, it's inhuman. Like, what are you having against inhumans, Kevin Feige? You put Black Bull and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but you can't make her an inhuman. Like, you had to make her a mutant. And I kind of thought after it was over, I was like, oh, well, maybe they don't want to bring in humans because the inhuman TV show was so bad. But still, I mean, you couldn't have made her an inhuman. You had to make her a mutant. Which, that brings me to the question of, if Kamran can use his powers without the bangle, can Kamala use her powers without the bangle? Hmm? Can she? Uh, so that's something to think about. And then there's an Iron Man, Iron Man reference from the Avengers where Naki says, Getting losers, we're getting shawarma. Tony wanted shawarma in Avengers, so yeah. I'm, and then we cut to the post credit scene. Uh, I'm so confused about it. Kamala switched with Carol Danvers or someone saying that her, like, her polymorphism powers allow her to switch, like, who she is. And she just changed her appearance to Carol Danvers, but I don't think that's it. I think she switched bodies with Carol Danvers, but I don't know how that's possible. Because I mean, she would be in space, but I am very confused on how that happened and why it happened. I mean, I'm just, I'm so confused. I am so confused. <laughs> and then we got after that, Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels. Wowie. Wow. What a great show. But yeah, I'm still very confused about some parts, mostly the Captain Marvel thing and Kamran's powers. And, you know, kind of why he went cray-cray. So, there are a lot of... Not really a lot. I think everything was kind of close, except for those two. It's more of confusion. But, yeah, that's that's it. That's the only confusion I have. It's Kamran and... Where did Carol come from? Where did she come from? I have no clue. Carol, where did you come from? Where did you pick Kamala? Alright, so I have some things from Tumblr about the Miss Marvel finale. So I'm going to go through a few of them. So, first one is a post by the Batman, the... 
Batman, but the A is replaced with the C in Bat. So we have. Uh, I wished. Okay, so this is the part I was talking about where it could have been. Uh, inhuman. It's Kamal. It's not unstable or anything, but your other family members don't have it. It's a mutation in your genes. It's almost like it's inhuman. That would have been perfect if Brutus said it was inhuman. Oh my god. But they didn't. Love how Maniva made Kamala's costume. Uh, I really liked how Kamran was in this episode because he wasn't evil, but he's very hurt, of course. His speech to Kamala about how they never accept him and Kamala as brown Muslims, and they'll never accept the normal. All he's ever done is help, and he's been scorned by the government for the color of his skin and his homeland. He's in pain and suffering, and he realized this, and that's why he has to leave with the help of everyone. He thought he was alone, but everyone helps him, from Kamala, Bruno, Nakia, even Amir. Kamala helps him so much, and I love that. Their friend, their relationship is beautiful. Kareem, who came and still absolutely iconic as ever. They love Kamala's story throughout this, her journey, her story of learning her history, and how it impacts her identity, and her relationships are amazing. So, oh, and they also say, which I really like this person's opinion on who should mentor uh, Kamala, I was really hoping for Monica to show up, because in my opinion, Carol is not the right mentor in the MCU with the way her relationship with the military and government as a white woman is portrayed. Monica is a better mentor for Kamala, and I'm hoping to see that in the Marvels. Which, I totally get that, just because I feel like Carol has not had her, like, hardships of the government like hurting her but Monica probably has I mean you see that especially in Captain Marvel I mean it was somewhat easy for Nick Fury to trust Carol but I don't think it would be that easy I mean obviously you see what damage control did in Miss Marvel and so that's where we go to. Miss Marvel had the perfect villain for the finale because what is more of a threat to a group of POC children than the United States government? And there's a smaller thing that's it's an allegory blowing up a school in a brown neighborhood because of others in quotation marks. Honestly, it's a very thinly veiled allegory, and that's by a spoonful of fiction. So and there's something about Aisha about how Oh, this is by actually Michael Walsh. Um, he helped, I think, make Ms. Marvel. It's a long, long quote. But basically, she transferred her powers or abilities into the Bangle. She was seeking protection of her family, and that's what Bangle sought out in Kamala. Kamala stayed true to herself while making her family proud. It the bonds of family transcended space and time, both Aisha's and Kamala's love even transcended different dimensions, dimensions, as they let them draw on their innate Nora power. That's why there was no actual time paradox to overcome, if Kamala could go back to 1947 and take a photograph to the present. The power of that family, both their Nora magic and their love, connected all of them forever. And like Aisha with her bangle, Najima used powers from both worlds to help her son unlock his superpowers. She gave them to him using Nor power and the power of her love. So I guess Kamir, or not <laughs> Kamran, was only trying to learn how to control his powers, but he couldn't. So maybe he wasn't crazy, but who knows. 
So that's all I have. Most of it is basically just, oh, uh, here we go. Yes, uh, I was not expecting this episode, much of this episode. I uh, was not disappointed. Let's see. But I like the joke with the red light. Uh, love the disguise reference with the caps. I did not expect Zoe to go live for her followers to help, even less having those following actually helping. I just really like those Sonic weapons CC had, okay. Yeah, so basically everyone just really likes it. Oh, this person actually likes the mutants. I know we have Professor Xavier and Mom, but now in the 616 of the MCU, we have mutants, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, this is where I found out about the polymorphism. Uh, I just remembered one of Kamala's powers is polymorphism, so it was not actually Carol in her room. I don't think I believe that. So if you heard that X-Men theme whenever Bruno told Kamala that it was a mutation, it was actually the X-Men theme, uh, X-Men 97 theme. I think it was from the animation cartoon. Not cartoon, animation. So yeah. Um, a lot of people were basically going through there, just saying all that. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So it's basically just saying everyone's really happy about how Kamala got her name, how she got her suit. Everyone's pretty happy. So that is great for Kamala, for Miss Marvel. Wow, wow, wow. Our own little Miss Marvel. So after I watched Thor Love and Thunder, I ended up ranking all of the movies, uh, phase four movies I'd say. So now that Miss Marvel is completed, I went ahead and ranked all of the phase four Marvel TV shows, which are What If, Hawkeye, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Miss Marvel, WandaVision, and Moon Knight. So I'm gonna go from my top to my bottom. I had actually done this, but after going through my notes, watching it a second time, I decided that my rankings are different. So, in my number one spot, it is Miss Marvel. Just because, for me, of course, rewatchability is important to me, but also what the TV show's meaning is for me. And Miss Marvel means a lot to me. I can rewatch it. It definitely has rewatchability for me. And in a close second place, it is Moon Knight because they are the top TV shows that Disney Plus has put out for Marvel. Moon Knight is great. If Miss Marvel hadn't come out, or before Miss Marvel came out, it was the top Disney Plus show for Marvel. But Moon Knight is great. I love Oscar Isaac a lot. <laughs> he, yeah, no, I just love Oscar Isaac. The story was great. We got to see, again, another culture, another superhero that a lot of people didn't know about. A lot of people, yeah, they didn't know about Moon Knight. I knew about Moon Knight and Miss Marvel before the shows were even announced. So that was fun. And in my number three spot, I have WandaVision. Just because when WandaVision came out, I had so much fun doing theories and all that and I can also re-watch it. It's very easy to re-watch and just kind of get into the flow. It's a lot more fun to re-watch it when you have all nine episodes, which I wish we could have nine episodes again and not six, six, six. Not, yeah, but it's so fun. It's like a movie. It is great. I wish we could have got that Scarlet Witch in Multiverse of Madness, even though I am very happy with 
Scarlet Witch and Multiverse of Madness because she was the best part of the movie. <laughs> so, and then at number four, we have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon and Winter Soldier was also fun to like theorize. It was definitely very fun because there was a lot of like comic stuff to like think about. You know, like ooh, what were they gonna do? I do kind of forget what happened. My favorite episode is the finale. Whenever you saw Sam become Captain America, like, fully in the flesh, it was beautiful. I mean, it was amazing. And his speech, it was just perfect. Like, I don't care what you say. Okay, you may think Steve Rogers is Captain America, but Sam Wilson is Captain America. He's my Captain America. I can never really relate to Steve Rogers, but I really like Sam Wilson as Captain America. It is very easy to relate to Sam. It, he's perfect as Captain America. And number five, I will say five and six, I had trouble choosing which one would go higher. I, it's, let me say, five and six are interchangeable. Okay? <laughs> okay. Five is what if, and I know a lot of people put what if, like, last, but me and my brother had a lot of fun watching what if in the morning before we went to school. It was fun, you know, it was just fun to, like, have something, like, silly, not really silly, actually, it was actually kind of dark most of the time. It was have, it was fun to have something that was different, that really would have no effect on the Marvel Universe. Um, especially that Doctor Strange episode, Sinister Strange, and the Ultron episode, I can rewatch it. Like, I can't rewatch Hawkeye. I can only rewatch the last episode of Hawkeye, which is why What If is higher than Hawkeye. Um, the only episode of Hawkeye I find it easy to watch is the finale because we get King Print, we get Wilson Fisk in the last episode of Hawkeye. And since I will say this, Daredevil is my favorite Marvel TV show. That's why I only like the last episode of Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye was good. Before we got Moon Knight or Miss Marvel, Hawkeye was my favorite um, because it was just better than the rest. But um, then I thought about it, I was like, I like WandaVision better. But yeah, no, I only like really the last episode of Hawkeye just because of Kingpin. It brings back Daredevil. That's the only reason why. And, of course, last place is Loki. No explanation needed. I do not want Silky, okay? Get Silky away from me. Whenever they kissed in the finale, okay? I will say this. Whenever they kissed, I was watching it with my family, and I literally screamed, jumped out of my seat, and, like, <sighs> my parents and my brother looked at me like I was crazy. But I will say this. I had every right to do that. They are the same person. They are the same person, okay? They are the same person. Okay, that, yes, that is it. Okay, that is my ranking. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, What If, Hawkeye, and Loki. But if you were to throw in the Netflix TV shows and Agent Carter, then it'd be a different story. Because Daredevil would be one, Jessica Jones would be number two, and Agent Carter would be... I, I can rewatch Agent Carter all the time, so Agent Carter would probably be number three. I am sorry. But if you've not watched Agent Carter, you should watch Agent Carter and Jessica Jones 
and Daredevil because they are amazing and <laughs> better than most of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Watch them, please. Alright, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It is a bit long, but it's okay because we have a lot to get through. You can find me on social media, Instagram, and TikTok at Multiverse of the Forest, and on Twitter at Multiverse Forest. I have a website, it is multiverseoftheforest.wordpress.com, and uh, I'm on most, most podcast streaming platforms. You can check me out there as well. And I'm also on YouTube, so check out my YouTube channel, please. I work really hard. For those, I shouldn't say work really hard. They're really plain videos. But I will see you guys next time. Maybe I'll talk about the Netflix TV shows like I said it would. Okay, goodbye. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it.